Welcome to another episode of the Blocked Content Podcast. I am the controlling mind, the body, the soul, the Christ, bread, wine, Eucharist of the Blocked Content, Joe Murphy. And joining me, as he always does, is my very, very good friend, Callum. Callum, how are you? Uh, I am none of those things, but I mean... I don't know why I got religious, but it just felt right. Yeah, well, I mean, you are all of those things. I think that I have... The cock of the podcast, though. Well, you know, you can be like the <laughs> baptismal water if you want, and we can go for a real Catholic theme, but we don't have to. Um, anyway, it was your birthday recently, Callum. You have passed the... You're now no longer eligible for the 27 Club, I'm sorry to inform you. But happy birthday. Yeah, I'm not cool enough. I didn't die. <laughs> yeah, look, it's um, it's something that plagued me as well through my, um, through my 27th year. I was looking... I, Jay... Already we're off topic, but I jaywalk <laughs> pretty much constantly. Especially in, in the city. We've yeah, who in doesn't? City, and I walk around, I'm like, this is my fucking city. <laughs> a la Big Pappy. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I am like, I'm convinced I'm just going to get fucking hit. Well, I'm going to get cleaned up one day. And I, that's how I'll end. I thought I was going to get a fine the other day for jaywalking. The police officer, I swear, followed me. But I think that his initial, his initial pissed offness disintegrated quite quickly. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, am I really going to get... I, like, the last time I got a jaywalking ticket, it was 70 bucks. Really? Yeah, so I don't know what it is now. That You've was been that done for it before. I've never yeah, been done for it. Yep, got done for it at uni one day. Really? Or walking to uni. Oh, God. So, uh, I don't, with inflation going around, that I ticket's know. probably like 150 now. I, yeah, well, 70 bucks. That's, you know, half a week's shop. This is now your favourite economic yeah. bolt cut. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of crime, I did get... Um, <laughs> I got a warning earlier this year. I just had like six months where I just went into like kind of this like anarchy rebellion phase. Where you like, just jaywalked wherever the fuck you wanted to oh, go. Oh, that's been my entire life. But this was... I'm we just are not so paying, cool. I'm not paying for the train. I was just like, fuck it. Oh. I'm not paying for the train. I don't care. I'm just going to... Well, how many train rides does the ticket co- cover? That's where... Economics again. Let's, let's yeah, do this. I, I mean, I... Uh, it's a state-run organisation. I pay taxes to the federal government, but I'm sure that somehow I'm paying for the train. Work that out, whoever. But I just decided, look, it's like it's six dollars a day for me to get in to for me to get in and out of work. That's thirty dollars a week that I could save by just slamming my wallet against the reader and walking very quickly behind the person in front of me. Holy fuck! Yeah, I know. I really <laughs> just <laughs> I just went like I was just like fuck it. I was telling people at work. I was just like. I was just telling stories. I was like, I fair evade, and it's really fun. Like the thrill that you get getting away with it is really fun. And yeah, it's like it's like pulled up. What do you call what? It's like uh, just stealing a piece of gum from the. Yeah, it's kind of like a victimless you get it, crime. You get it every day. Yeah, so that's uh, a that's a real thrill, man. I mean, yeah, it, oh, mate. I was walking into work. I was ready to go. My blood was running, and I'd sit down and I'd read my my emails, and then I'd come back down. The adrenaline probably saves you from getting a coffee as well. Oh, well, you know, I'd still go and get one. That's that's another 15 minutes of getting out of work. But, yeah, I I did the same thing. Slammed my wallet, walked up very closely behind the um, person in front of me and while the gates were still open. And then someone taps me on the shoulder and they go, how come you didn't tap off properly just then? And I was like, oh, no. All the consequences of my actions are coming and they're crashing down on me and I'm very quickly doing the maths of, like, how much is a fine compared to how much I've saved by fair evading for quite a while. And then I just straight up lied. I lied my way out of it and got a warning. What'd you say? I was like, oh, sorry, I was in a real rush this morning. I just just tapped on and, you know, I'm trying to get to work. I've really, really got a lot on and, uh, you know, I can't be late. 
and you know, I'm I'm all dressed up for work. I'm you know in my corporate gear. I'm looking like a good corporate citizen, as I am, and um, got the benefit of the doubt. So that you're saying because you're ginger white and dressed well that they bought your bullshit. Yeah, if I was perhaps <laughs> <laughs> any other combination of uh, ethnicity, working class, or you know, honest. Oh, <laughs> honest. Then I'd probably uh, have faced a fine. That's a win. Yeah. Anyway, um, as a birthday gift to you, I have prepared some tapes for us to go over. Um, so am I just going to go, how how deep are we going? Am I just going like hot or cold or am I just saying? No, let's have like, I, I think just I'll give you the rundown of how I feel and you can respond as you see fit. Okay. Yeah. We get into so Ty Lawson throwback. I think we might. <laughs> But first, actually, I wanted to alert you to what a phenomena that I'm noticing, and I'm going to call it the TBC reverse curse. Yep. It's a reverse curse. So, two, maybe three weeks ago, we, we sat here and I talked to you about how I was quite, uh, I didn't have much optimism for the Clippers, that Kawhi looked like he was never returning, that a lot of their guys were only scoring 10 points, they didn't have a whole lot of offense. Yep. Well, Kawhi's played a few games now, and Norm Powell just scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and then Zubak went fucking (laughs) ballistic. (laughs) Zubak had the game of his life. And, you know, Reggie Jackson the other day, I think he had a 30-point game against the Jazz, and all of a sudden, the Clippers are looking pretty good. I'm pretty cold on this one. I know that they've been playing, like, they've got some wins, but I still don't believe it. Oh, well, it's not the, um, I feel as we predicted, as it's not as I predicted they were perform when we talked about them i'm still not jumping on okay i think that that's just like i you see like what's happened to the jazz i think this is going to be a jazz but like if when healthy their roster's ridiculous it's just they're never healthy and Kawhi's not playing back to backs and who even knows how long he'll stay healthy for but well he missed tonight's game apparently through i think it was injury management they called it but that's what they've always called it with him yeah if okay. they if they get their roster healthy, but they're the most unhealthy roster in the league. PG can't stay fit, probably because he's carrying such a heavy load. Because Kawhi refuses to play. <laughs> well, that's our first reverse curse. There's more. We've we've done more. We so last week we said the Bulls are shit. We said they're no good. Their lineup's trash. They're probably gonna blow it up. In the games following, they beat the Celtics or the Bucks. Absurd. Absurd. And like, the, the Celtics game, the Celtics shot like 19 of 53 from three or something ridiculous and still lost. And the Bulls just hit like every single shot. And then the Bucks game, Giannis had a slow start and a few fouls, I think. But that was just a, that was a weird game. That was the game where, um, I think that was the game where Grayson Allen oh, yeah, did he, all those shots. He like was like five of five from downtown in the first quarter. Yeah. Or maybe that was a different game. No. Nah, oh... Regardless, the yeah. Bulls beat the Bucks when, yeah, in a very short space after we had ragged on them. And I still l- think they suck. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> our last reverse curse is we sat here last week basically in tears over the state of Jar Morant's ankle and the fact that he was week to week. Yeah. And now he's fine. Yeah, well, he said that, what did he say, I'm not human, and then just played, like, missed two games and then was back. Yeah, if that. It was insane. So I was, um, I spent some time, you know, because I wanted to write something about Jar's kind of supernatural healing ability and I was kind of leaning towards, you know, your Marvel 
Deadpool. Oh, healing factor. Wolverine's really strong. And I just like I, I was having those sentences go through my mind and making that comparison to Jar, and it just didn't work. Mm. I did have one. He was almost the beam killer. Mm. That that he came basically they almost almost yeah, but then he missed a free throw in free the clutch after talking shit to Malik Monk. Yeah, that's not a good look. Uh, you, know, you, l- you lose game in November. Who cares? But he also missed another clutch free throw. Yeah. But they still won the game. That was against oh, their most recent the game, Knicks. Yeah. But missed a clutch free throw. But they s- Memphis still won. So he also did a, a a 360 in the lane in a one point game. Yeah, the what the fuck? The guy's an animal. I love it. <laughs> and the ball just ends up, it gets blocked and it ends up in his hands anyway. Freak, love him. Anyway, onto our first take. Starting with a softball, the West is wide open, genuinely. Yeah, well, the Jazz were, I'm pretty sure, number one seed last time we talked. Now they're ninth. Oh, they're eighth today. Yeah. Eighth today. As of today. They were ninth this morning, but then today's next time. Changed the um, thing around. But in the but over in the East, if you take a look at the standings there, the Celtics are kind of breaking away at the top of the, of the conference, and then the Bucks are two games behind in second, Cleveland are four games behind in third. In the West, the Warriors and the Mavs are both four games behind and they're ninth and tenth. So yep. four games behind in the East keeps you well above everyone else and four games behind in the West puts you in the play-in. Yeah. It's the tight right now. It, I mean, that's, that's also kind of deceiving considering that everyone at the top of the West is dropping games, whereas Celtics are they're kind of past yeah. 10 and 9 and 1, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so, I think Celtics are just above and beyond everyone at the moment, which makes... Especially it, on regular season form, yeah. Yeah, which makes it look... I mean, it's not the best comparison, but it is a comparison. <laughs> 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 but I think, like, looking at looking at both conferences this year, especially preseason, it was like, there are there's 16 good teams, for sure. Like, the, conference, the playoff race in both conferences is actually competitive. In, yeah. yeah, for both, which is, has been rare in the past decade. But now looking at the West, like it's not insane to say that there's 12 good teams in the West. Because mm. it's really like... It's... it, Yeah, at least 10 or 11. There's at least 10. Well, there's definitely 10 because the um, 10 is the is the Warriors and they're a good team, so... Apparently. <laughs> no, but it's... it's um, well, even... So this is... 11, 11's Minnesota, OKC are 12... And then it's Lakers, Spurs, Houston. Yeah, kind so... Kind of rounding out the bottom. But, like, Minnesota theoretically are a good team. OKC are a, are a good enough team. They're, they're a fun team. Yeah, they're fun to watch, but they're not making playing, let's be real. They're 8-13 and 13 now, so... Because how far are they behind... What is it? Minnesota are the last playing team? No, Golden State are the last playing team. They're two and a half games behind Golden State, so... Mm, which is... Starting uh, it, to fall it away. seems... It doesn't seem like that much, but it's also when you're kind of at that just below 500 record, two and a half is actually a, a decent. Yeah, well, their winning percentage is, what, 38. Yeah, so. so. They're starting, uh, maybe they are starting to fall behind and maybe it is an 11-team race, but that's 11 teams for 10 spots in the West. Yeah. And, you know, one through 10, those are all good teams. Yep. So yeah, I would agree. And. But Phoenix are starting to... Phoenix are top of the conference without three of their starters. So, yeah, that, to, All due respect to Phoenix. That's scary, man. They are still winning basketball games. And everyone likes Cameron Payne. I still don't like you him. You don't like 
I like I don't like dislike him as a person or as like a. I just find him awkward. I. He's had a tough career too, so there's a lot of like early impressions of him that are hard to shake. Yeah, maybe it's just I'm being like, like holding. Do you remember him like at the Bulls, and I was like, this yeah. dude doesn't know how to play. Yeah, at the Bulls, he was one of the worst players, if not the worst player in the league. Yeah. Then at the Thunder, he got, he got all cut he, from OKC. Yeah, at the Thunder, he got cut, and all he was doing was dancing with Russ. Yeah. So, so maybe it's just. I mean, he's playing good basketball. I should be all around him. I mean, it's CP. CP pain, but um, the real, the real, the CP. real CP. Um, yeah, I don't. Maybe he's just Chris Paul's helped him out, mm. developed his game. Um, he did it to Shay. Mm, his his three his shots still ugly, but it goes in. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm complaining about. I just I'm not sold on him. <laughs> but eventually he will be replaced by um, Chris Paul. So that is oh, yeah something Chris. True. Chris That's something Paul. to remember too, taking a look at the standings and being like, oh yeah, Phoenix number one, sure. Because they've been top of the conference for the last... They would, they had 65 wins last year. They might have been second seed the year they went to the finals behind the Jazz. But they... And the year before that, they were, that was the bubble and they, they didn't qualify for the playoffs, but they were still yeah. eligible. I don't but it's something where you see them at the top of the standings. You just say, oh yeah, Phoenix, whatever. Like They're, they're only going to be good in the playoffs if they can keep Chris Paul healthy and... The thing about Chris Paul is he's, what now, 38, is he? Yeah, 38. And he's been breaking down in the playoffs since, fuck, I don't know. At least. The last fucking five years. Oh, longer than that. Since his Clipper days. Like, yeah. Even in his Clipper days, he was breaking down. It's so, uh, the the playoff schedule's just fucking rough. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's rough. And he can't stay healthy. They need him to stay healthy. Look, hopefully he does, because I would love to see them do well. I mean, they made it to the finals two years ago. I'm talking shit. Yeah, you know, but, they have a chance, fuck them. But, <laughs> but, yeah, it. I mean, I, I think that that team is just so dependent on CP staying healthy. I do think they have shifted their, their focus and their loyalty to Booker, though. Booker has, he's taken another leap. Like, honestly, this season, he has been absolutely incredible. And that game that he had last night where he ended up, was it 44? Five points or maybe 46 points um, against the Kings in Beamtown was just yeah, he fucking incredible. Stopped, like, he stopped the beam. He did. He was, he was a he was a one-man beam killer. I, Booker, I mean, we talk about him every week. Yeah. Love the fuck out of him. Yeah. And he's, his distribution, like he's been diamond as well a lot. I mean, he did do that last year, probably not to the same extent as well, he, he has this year. on the court considerably more yeah even though CP missed like probably a month or two mm. total regular season time but yeah I would argue I know that he's for some reason in all the MVP races he is not considered in the top three or four but I feel like he should be I was going to say that I was going to put a question without notice to you is Devin Booker a genuine MVP candidate oh well there you go I've answered it without you even posing the question (laughs) I think he is. I think he is, man. Best record in... Pro- like, you've got to say it's a harder conference still. Um, yeah, yeah. When, as we were saying, 10 teams uh, could all beat each other on a given night. Yeah. Um, and best record in the harder conference. And he's um, doing it. Without any backup, really. Mm. I think that he's definitely an MVP candidate. Um, 
uh, unfortunately in the East, Tatum's going absolutely fucking berserk. Yeah, he's absolutely killing it. One thing that I will note, um, in Chris Paul's 10 games this season, he's averaging 9.5 points. His career average is 18, so he's scoring at half his career average. Um, his assist numbers are the same, 9.4, career 9.5, uh, but his shooting is down. So, I mean, it's only 10 games. Um, Tiny sample size. People go into form slumps, like shooting-wise. So yeah. I wouldn't read too much into it. I don't think he's washed or anything. Um, no, no, I don't think he's washed, but I do just want to just put it out there. Just, you know, a little, little thread that at this stage... Phoenix are doing very well without Chris Paul, but when they did have Chris Paul, Chris Paul was not doing, doing well. Yeah. Uh, the the thing is, though, if he's such a good floor general. Even if he's not scoring, he's telling everyone what to do, where to be. And, yeah, he even if he's only getting 10 assists a game... and only. No, <laughs> Yeah, only. <laughs> if he's getting 9 and 9 or 10 and 10, just, just getting that, and he's not doing the scoring, you still want him out there. Yeah. Well, here's some foreshadowing. I will spend some time later praising a player who scores in the single digits and sometimes gets double-digit assists. So, you know, oh, call me a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the next take I wanted to really... Uh, I've spent some time thinking about this team and I really wanted to put you know my artistic mind towards... How do you really express where this team is sitting at the moment? And what what comes to your mind when you think of this team? And then, like, the heuristic part of my brain took over. And I just want to say, fuck the Lakers. Oh, damn. I thought you were going to... For some reason, I was like, let's go... Are we going Charlottetown? Because I'm thinking Charlotte Bobcats, not Charlotte Hornets. That team fucking sucks. They are complete dog shit. <laughs> but we'll go back to the we'll Lakers. Back to I, the Lakers. Won't <laughs> take, I won't take... Uh, Man, AD was looking so good until he's sat out the past few games. Um, well, in 12 games in November, he's averaging 27.7 points, 13.7 assists, and he's shooting 60% from the field, 25 from three, and 83 from the line. Yeah, Fucking silly. The, <laughs> the funny thing is, is, I swear ever since he's gone to the Lakers, I have been saying get the fucking ball to that guy in the paint. And all that they've been doing is using him as like a floor spreader. In his first season, he was much... He was playing the four rather than the five, which they're using that a lot more now. And he was... That's what he was doing. He was in the paint. He was like unstoppable. Yeah, and so why are you getting him out of there? Like all you're doing is making him so much less effective. And it's not and like... His, like I would love to see the difference between his rebounds in New Orleans versus what his average was, what his average has been the last two seasons. It, the gun, the, like, he used to get, like, 40-20 games. Now, he probably gets... Oh, well, not now. This season, he's obviously been using the paint, but last season, I would be surprised if he was getting, like, seven and a half, eight rebounds. Uh, well, pulling up those stats, in his season with the Lakers... His rebound numbers have been total rebounds. So his first season, he had 9.3 rebounds. Second season... Sorry, am I reading that right? Yeah. This is his fourth season at the Lakers. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So bubble year. Bubble year, 9.3. Then the year after where they were eliminated in the first round by the Lakers, he was 7.9. Last year, he was 9.9. And this year, 
he's 12.8. So yeah. his numbers are way yeah. up on Yeah, so look at that. And then what was his numbers before he left New Orleans? Uh, so from his sophomore season on until he left, he was somewhere between 10 and 12 rebounds a game. Yeah. So those numbers coming well, back is a very good thing for well the that that just shows you, like, using him in the paint That's surprisingly true, yeah. works. And he can't shoot threes. He's shooting 25% from three. Yeah. Like, at, at, well, at New Orleans, he fucking barely shot threes. He, yeah, it, he was shooting... He shot a lot better, though. Like, now it's... Now when he shoots threes, it's like... it. Who cares? When he, In New Orleans, he was half a threat from there. He was... Well, and his jump shot around the elbow was a lot better. Do you have it up? What was his three-point percentage last season in New Orleans? I can't imagine it would have been great. It was 33%. Yeah, so not great. Not fantastic, but still, like, you got a guy at 33%. Maybe. Maybe. But then it's 21% this year. It was 18% last year. And in... Anyone... In his bubble year, it was 33%. Anyone that gets AD and is playing defense on him and he shoots a three, they are fucking happy. Oh, yeah, especially this year. And for the opening stanza of the season he was the least efficient jump shooter yeah you remember that uh elbow shot that he used to always have it's mm. just disappeared it's it's coming back now that he's getting he's getting a bit more room to operate with a less crowded paint but now um him lebron and westbrook are starting to share the paint or share the floor a bit more often the um the opportunities for ad is drying up a bit um in their game against the paces la or yesterday he had two shots in the fourth quarter Wow. That's all. Like, he's their best player. He is their best player. I think at this point... And, like, LeBron's had some good games since he came back. He had, like, a 38 or 39-point game against the Spurs. Mm. LeBron is still LeBron in, like, the sense of what he means to a team. But he is also a guy that stands in the corner with the ball for 10 seconds while no one else does anything and then attempts a three that doesn't even hit the rim. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The... I think... There, there was always that talk of LeBron being like, this is now AD's team, blah, blah, blah. And then you watch them, and it's not fucking AD's team. Yeah. <laughs> it's not AD's team. Like, it's such bullshit. Like, they they say... they No. I've had enough. I've had <laughs> enough. Just give the ball to AD. He's your yeah. best player. Um, Here's some interesting stats, though, that I found when looking up just, like, the Lakers generally. So, they're actually a really good... Rebounding team. They're second, second in the league in defensive boards. They're twenty fifth on offensive boards, but you'd expect that's kind of more a game plan thing than it is effort. Like they're probably turning around and running back rather than attempting offensive boards, or they're all just caroming off into the crowd because they're horrible bricks. The the, f- <laughs> the funny thing is though is I reckon a lot of the teams that have been crashing the O-boards have actually been doing better this season. Yeah, well, you see it with Sacramento. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what Sac were doing, and with not a particularly big lineup, I reckon they're, like, top five in crashing boards. I can tell you in a moment. Um, so, it's kind of surprising with with AD. He should be going in and just absolutely feasting on the but he's got to get back on defense because what else do they have they don't have any defense that's probably fair um sacramento sacramento are 27th on offensive boards and 16th on defensive right so you know maybe it's just maybe it's g- not maybe it's just been a few games that it's been like oh Sabotis is getting every board yeah for like two minutes and then you kind of just extrapolate that to the rest of the game um otherwise 
the Lakers are last in three-point attempts, and they are 29th in percentage. So somehow there was there is a team that's shooting worse than the Lakers on three. Yes, surprising. Um, the they shouldn't be taking threes. Look at their personnel. They should Literally, not be taking fucking threes. I know. But I mean, you've got to do it to stretch the stretch the floor out. The, the <laughs> you do, but they're just they're, as like they're, a they're, geom- the geometry of the court needs guys outside the arc. Well, they're. I know Beverly's been shooting bricks this season as well, but coming into the season, he was their best three-point shooter on percentage, which is so gross, man. Yeah, it's disgusting. And the funny thing is, is the archetype for LeBron chips is LeBron and four people that can shoot. Yeah. LeBron plus shooters equals success. And that's what their championship team was. It was LeBron and AD plus shooters. Mm. And then they were like, oh, let's trade all these dudes for dudes who can't shoot. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's... Um, um, baffling but oh Lonnie Walker's shooting 36% this season he's doing he's been playing pretty well recently I mean is anyone going to write home about Lonnie Walker the fourth no but you know he's doing alright he's had a few good games I don't mind him yeah he had a really funny photo of uh, when he got drafted where you know he used to have that really long hair mm. and he had the cap on top of his oh, head oh yeah, that, yeah. That, those like yucky dread things yeah he, oh, that's a whole different thing <laughs> um but otherwise, they're 27th on offense, uh, 108, 109 points per 100 possessions, 8th on defense, 111 points per 100 possessions, which gives them a net rating of 2.2. Mm. So they're still, like, they're defending all right. 8th on, eighth on defense is pretty yeah, like, I th- much well, better than I expected when I looked up those numbers. With this, how the NBA is being played now, if you're the second worst three-point shooting team, Shooting, would you say the l- least they're sh- attempts? They're, they're shooting the least attempts and their second worst percentage. You, you're not going to win games. No. The, well, who's the archetype for that? Like, there's so many teams like Indiana, um, even who else have I got? Uh, like even the Beam team. They're all shooting a shitload of threes. Um. Yeah. I had a, a stat, and this is an old one. I don't know if it still stands up. I took it probably three or four days ago. Yeah. But the Kings, which is why I think that they're way overperforming as a team, are shooting almost 50, 40, 80. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? That is fucking dumb. And to <laughs> yeah. me, it seems unsustainable. Well, the they're not even... Lead, they're not even top five in three-pointers made. Golden State are leading that at 355, which is closely followed by Boston at 351. Boston is shooting 40% from three as a team. Yeah, wow. That's insane. And that's when you look at, like, but the Lakers who are attempting or who are attempting the least and making and making them pretty much at, at league-less rate. But you and see... you look at the best team in the league and they're making fucking all, nearly half of them. You also saw in that list of the top five, you had two teams that are way outperforming where their personnel should be. The Jazz, which I know they've had, they've been a bit stinky recently, yeah. and Indiana. Both should be shit and are both doing better than I would have ever predicted just because they have shooters and they're yeeting threes. Yeah, exactly. Well, th- as we've been talking about this um, free throw... Uh, three-point percentage, it's been running through my mind every time I say that the Lakers are the 29th. Um, 
and I've been like, who's 30th? Who is 30th? It's Charlotte. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I should have guessed that. that. I mean, that was easy. The I was bo- thinking, like, is that Detroit? No, they got Bogdanovich. They should have an okay percentage. It's the Bobcats. Yeah, of course it is. Um, while we're on the Lakers, I actually had a question for you. Please. Should the Lakers trade AD while he's uninjured and is beasting? His value is probably... It's the highest it's been in... Since 2020. Yeah. And that team, with what we've just read out, is not going anywhere. No. And they've traded all of their picks away, everything for pretty much AD and Westbrook. It's not working. At what stage here do you say, enough's enough, we're rebuilding? I know it's hard when you've got LeBron at the end of his career, but at some stage, you've got to think of the future of the franchise. Like, when he leaves, that team is going to be so fucked. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at Davis's contract now. He's got, he's got this year, the next, and then a player option um, for the year after that, which is $43 million for him. So I, I'd imagine he'll be he'll probably that opt in, yeah. Um, Unless there's something super juicy. He's going to be 30 at that point. I don't imagine that it'll be... It'll at least be equal for another few years. Yeah. But if you do trade for AD, you'll get this in the next two seasons. So you'll get some. You'll get good mileage out of him, provided he stays healthy, which is the big caveat against it. But, but it's I, so... His trade value after these games he's put together is high. Yeah, it's up there. So I don't think you'll... I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but this is almost the best you're going to get for him in a while. Yeah. Or maybe ever, like, again. And that this team's not going anywhere. I feel like you should just fire sale the whole bitch up. And it's... If you're looking at the franchise too, you go, hold on. If we remove LeBron out of the equation, Anthony Davis is one of the... He becomes the Anthony Davis that everyone expects him to be. His trade value, therefore, is is massive because any other team would look at that and be like, oh, maybe I would like a 37 and 21 guy on my team. Mm. That would be really handy for me. Some guy who's incredible on defense as well. That's that's something that I would like on my team. Well, I think, like, the Bulls could maybe make a trade for him. The Bulls would sell their soul for him. The thing is, though, would you want uh, Levine coming off a fucking knee... A, I mean, DeRozan's good. Vooch is... Vooch, you'd trade him... You'd take him for the expiring so that you'd have cap room to do whatever you wanted in the next season. Yeah, exactly. And But I don't know if the Bulls... Because the the thing that... When thinking about this trade, that if I was in the Lakers front office and and if I was, I'd be, you know, just plugging random USBs into places Mm. and be like, steal all the data. (laughs) Um, Take it all. Yeah. I'd be like, let that sink in. Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, the thing that I would be freaking out about if I was a Lakers executive right now is like, holy shit, we don't have picks. We have 27 no. and 29, and those picks are like the, the way to... Well, they got a pick swap with Utah this year. Which New Orleans, sorry. Oh, New Orleans, yeah. you're right. Which will most likely get exercised. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Because um, New Orleans, I think, are a third seed at the moment. Um. So they've got New Orleans' shitty pick, and then I don't think much for 
fucking ages. No, no, they're pretty bereft of picks. And if I was looking at that, I would think, you know, I've got a blue chip asset that someone will give five first round picks for Anthony Davis. I, because I mean, that's what that's effectively what um, what the Lakers paid for AD in the first place. Would you give five though? I don't think they get back what they put in. To well, be honest, there are teams out there with with a lot of draft capital. The Knicks have something like fourteen picks in the next few years. Not all of them their own. Um, they've got a few. Like I think they've got. Oh, there's there's a random Porzingis pick that's floating out there somewhere that I think Washington owns it now. <laughs> oh man. Okay, sorry to interrupt. No, this this is so bad. So they've got a first. The next draft, 2023, first round pick swap with New Orleans. Yep. Second round, they owe. And then they give a second round pick is owed by Chicago. The 2024, they owe their first round pick to the Pelicans, second round pick to Memphis, and then a pick swap with their a second round pick with Washington or Memphis. Are there rules to stop you from doing this? This is so gross, man. They're going to be so bad for so long. What 20... do they have in 25? Do they have their own pick? First round pick owed to Pelicans, second round pick owned, and then they own their 2026. But this... they can't trade that because they've traded their 2025. You can't trade consecutive first round picks. So I think there was something about the the pick that will transfer this year. Mm. There was something about that that maybe it's been rolled over and that's why they c- they owe their 23 and 24 because it might have been, and I'd have to look this up properly, which I haven't done, um, but I think it was their, their 22 pick, but the Pelicans in 22 in, the, in this most recent draft had number eight and didn't want to swap with the Lakers. So because they didn't want to swap, it rolled over to this season. Gotcha. Because they picked Dyson Daniels, who's actually been playing quite well. Yeah, I don't mind Dyson. He's been all right. Doesn't um, know how to shoot, but not many Australians really do. Yeah, it's strange, hey? It's just it's just Patty Mills and Joe Ingles. Oh, so you are right. Fuck, they own... New York own a lot of picks. Yeah, they've got they've a got shit the ton. Own pick, 2023. Washington's pick, 2023. Detroit's first round pick. That's... That's a nice pick that's, right now. That's two nice picks. Their own and Detroit's. Um, and they got Dallas's. Holy shit. So they have four first-round picks in this coming draft. Apparently. Mm. This is according. That, that's all familiar now because the when they were um, when they were negotiating with, with the Jazz over Donovan Mitchell, one of the issues was which picks went where mm. because they wanted the Detroit pick. <laughs> yeah, as you would. As you would. But... Um, New York were were trying to negotiate sending their own pick rather yep. than Detroit's because they were saying we really want Detroit's pick and so were the Jazz. Yep. And then the Cavs are like, what if you know you have Colin Sexton? They're like, cool deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Holy shit! I didn't realize New York were that stacked. So New York could really put a put a big offer down for Davis. I don't know if uh, I kind of like that. I I, I don't mind ideas. Well, as a you, pick. It you I feel like you would get rid of Randall. Yeah, you'd have to offload Randall. Just those two. Well, that, the funny thing is, as well, is that money almost wouldn't be too, too far off, which is retarded. Yeah, but I can't think of what Randall's making, but it's it's a lot. stupid. So yeah. maybe you, if you're the Lakers, and you get Nick's first round pick, you get Detroit's first round pick, and you get Julius Randall. I'm taking that. And you say, Julius Randle, come home. Come home. We welcome you with open arms. 
I mean, I, I with the oh, house... The money's a bit different, but it's you he's could, on 30 mil, where Davis is close to 40. But Yeah, you could make, you some, can make that up with you make, some scraps. Yeah. And you, you'd say that the picks have, you know... I think that that's... If I was at the Lakers, I would really... I, I would wait for the phone for the phone to ring. And that was the report that came out yesterday that... Um, what's her name? Jeannie Buss and Palinka are waiting for the phone to ring on trade offers. They're, they're open to, um, to hearing whatever anyone has, but they haven't started making offers themselves. Yeah, I feel like that's a nice way of s- the front office... Oh, please, please offer us trades. ...is saying that... Like they don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah, it's but but they're probably making fucking calls. <laughs> yeah, it's like come and come and just browse, have mm. a look. This is you know, just ask us. It's kind of like when you go into the store. Like, can you do a deal on this? Yeah. <laughs> can you do a deal on uh, this Anthony Davis? This I'm is just, I'm just having a look at him. This is that porn shop yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. What was was it? porn stars? Porn stars. Yeah. <laughs> and then they bring the expert. He's like this Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as mint as the New Orleans <laughs> one. This one's got plenty of nicks. 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 Moving on. Uh, my second take for you is that Embiid's week off was a good thing for the Sixers. Embiid had a week off with his... Um, he was injured. It was a knee or a heel or an ankle. No, sorry. It was a foot. Uh, something to do with ligaments. And in that time, they went three and four. Their only loss came to the Charlotte Hornets, which was just bizarre, and there's no explanation within... Wait, three wins, four losses? No, sorry. They went three three of four. Oh, three of four. They won three of four games, and they lost to Charlotte, which science can't explain. Well, science can't explain them winning without Embiid. Maxi wouldn't have been back. Was no, no Maxi and no Harden. What the fuck? So in those games, their offensive rating was 117. Normally, it's 112. That's been their rating for the season. And their defense was 109, where it's been 108. So their defense was a little bit worse, but not much. And their offense was really, really good. Tobias Harris and Shake Milton both averaged 23 a game in that stretch. D'Anthony Melton had a 20-point game against Brooklyn and Charlotte. And they beat, they beat Brooklyn in Philly with no one when... When Brooklyn had everyone, that was the the Simmons that, return. That was game. Simmons return. Yeah, I still like Tobias Harris. I know I'm dumb and everyone hates him, <laughs> but I still like Tobias Harris. I know it's the shittest thing to <laughs> like. Everyone hates him, and it's a dumb take. But for some reason, I still like him. You know what? I was watching him in that game against Atlanta, and he had his moments. I was like, have we? Are we wrong about Tobias Harris? Has well, everyone misjudged him? Man, if you're going to be the third option in any team, He's like a look, option. well, yeah, I guess Maxi now. Yeah. But look at look at what happened to Chris Bosh when he went to the Heat versus where he was at Toronto. If you're a third option, it you're never going to look as good. That's fair. Um, I I don't know. I I probably need to get over my love for Tobias Harris. I'm probably Look, really think, stupid. I think you can really make a name for yourself as the only guy who still believes in Tobias <laughs> yeah, Harris. Apparently. <laughs> apparently I'm waving that Tobias flag. But I, I don't know. Like I really enjoyed I really enjoyed watching Philly in that stretch because I am a bit of a, a Philly hater in the sense that I'm just sick of seeing them do the same thing. And they've got that same plotting offense where it's everything's Embiid, everything's slow, everything just stacks on him 
and then he gets tired and then they fall apart and then Doc Rivers does the dumbest shit you'll ever see and Harden disappears. Like, I, I don't want to see another season of that. I want them to be the best version of themselves and in this stretch, they were really exciting. They were running up and down the court. They were, they were you know... Team basketball. They were playing good team basketball. I sound like Devin Booker now. We play team basketball. We play team basketball. We're a team. We're a team. <laughs> but that's what they were doing and it was really exciting. And I think if they can take that and say to the second... Because that's... You know, Harris, you could say, is probably the leader of the second unit. And then Shake Milton is there. He's their backup guard. D'Anthony Melton plays, you know, maybe 20 minutes a game for them. If you can say to those three, when when the other guys are off, it's your time. Do what you've done. Like, ev- Yeah, maybe it's a good experiment for them. Like, maybe now their second unit will work more cohesively. That would be nice. I, I think that really helps them kind of be a bit of a and then they become a bit of a two-faced team where it's like we're either doing ISO with Ben and, and James or we're just running and it's cool I would like to see that and I think that's a that's a good thing for Philly as a team with, with championship aspirations yeah otherwise uh, um, just oh, uh, in that game Atlanta choked a 16 point lead they also choked in the previous game they choked a 16-point lead to the Rockets where Murray had 39 points and Trey had 44, and they still managed to lose. Yeah, that's tough. After um, the slap. The, the head tap, <laughs> yep. which is such a... I think it's it's like a good guy's version of like what a what a mean person would do. It's kind no, of like innocent, but also like... Murray is a cunt, and I love it. <laughs> I love it, but he is a fucking Actually, dick. we did see in the summer his... Um, he was some he of going his true at, He was going at Polo, wasn't he? He's what? Pa- Pablo. Oh, Paulo. 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 Yeah, yeah, they had a bit of a beef. And then he was like, actually, no, now you're. Ro- now I think about it. They were playing in those pickup games against like guys who were on lunch. And Murray was like bouncing the ball off their heads and shit. Yeah, like, he's a straight up <laughs> cunt. <laughs> well. I fucking love him, though. I encourage it. I, I don't mind a bit of that. He a dog. And Atlanta are pretty villainous. Like, Trey's a bit of a villain. Like, Trey's absolutely a villain. Mm. Especially in New York. He looks like a rat. How could he not be a villain? He's, yeah, he's got an origin story of like, everyone was mean to me. <laughs> so I hit threes on all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, Atlanta choking, probably uh, a bit of a warning. It's definitely a warning sign against Houston and it's worse against Philly because that's the kind of team that Atlanta, wa- you know, they need to go into those games and, and win those games. Well, as I know we've already spoken about this, but John Collins has got to go somewhere. I, I think yeah. it helps them. Yeah, I think they can they can improve with um and, and change things up with He's a good player. Yeah, he's good and they can get a lot of value for him. For sure. Um All right, we can go to one of mine. Uh, with the um this take is not as prominent as well cuz fucking Ashgrove took our our showtime last night. My brother's band, the studio oh, we recorded. Yeah, whose who's equipment we Who we equipment use, we so. Yeah, but fuck them. Uh, we, we are grateful to them, but fuck them. <laughs> no, nah, they make all right music. I forget why we couldn't do Monday, but there was a reason we couldn't do Monday. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so this note was from Monday. Um, I think the Jazz lost two games in that time. Mm. But if you're the Jazz, do you make moves or do you chill? Uh, they are on a four-game losing streak, but they do have a shitload of assets and they have looked good. They're still only like two or three games from being a top four seed. They've gone from one to one eight. to eight in the space of a week. Yeah, but 
they have so many assets that team seems to be working well do you get someone with those assets or do you just chill and use the picks i think it's a chill i think you kind of there's already been rumors about rudy gay um teams are interested in rudy another rudy leaving um leaving utah and we'll we'll actually um come to rudy a bit later in the program i love rudy not gay oh th- Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay, He's, yeah. He made oh, well me fall in love yeah, with Memphis he, basketball. Oh, yeah. He was fa- he was fantastic in Memphis. Not that guy. Not that, Not guy. that guy. Rudy. <laughs> Fuck you, Rudy. It was a game winner against Toronto. It's one of the best that's clips a, yeah, of all that's, time. That's a deep cut. Uh, <laughs> but I also remember that was kind of when my um, interest in the NBA was burgeoning. And I saw that and I was like, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I fucking really love Rudy league. Gay. Um, but if I was the Jazz, yeah, I'd kind of just be like, Cool. Uh, Laurie's good. Sexton is good. Conley's still got something left in him. That's move Conley. Yeah, potentially. Um, I don't think he's got long left on his contract either. So yeah, which is good, expiring. Yeah, but so ma- heaps of teams would like that. I mean, if you can get another couple second round picks, maybe even a late first, then you're laughing because at this point it's kind of giving, you know, seeing what what Walker Kessler can really do once he starts getting tired, you know. Now that we're a quarter of the way into the season, um, all of these college kids have suddenly played as many games now as they did in college, mm. and they'll s- they'll probably start to get tired. So you'll see a guy like Walker Kessler, who's been playing really well and part of the Jazz's rotation. This is the point where it's like, okay, now you're taking another step, and how do you how do you um, work in that? But I think it's it's kind of a it's all upside for the Jazz, and they they have. Assets that they, assets that they took on, knowing that they were going into a rebuild, who are now far more valuable than they were two months ago. Yeah. So no matter what they do, they can they can you know they can even cut all these guys loose and end up fielding a a team of just five empty jerseys, and they would be happy with that because it would mean that they get a better draft position. Mm. So it's it's kind of a, a win win situation. Yeah, I guess the when this take was initially. I think they were like a four seed they've been dropping. Yeah. And I was like, with all this shit you have, you could make a, like, if you believe in what you're doing, you can make a play at a chip. Yeah, they could, I mean, they could turn a lot of that draft capital into, I don't know exactly who they would bring in. Like, they wouldn't be a John Collins team. John Collins doesn't really suit what they do. Um, but well, even just someone who's like a decent ball handler get rid of Connolly, give a pick. Like, you could probably get... I know DeRozan's not a point guard, but he almost did play it at... He played... Well, he was playing a bit of point guard for uh, the Spurs. Exactly. So, you could do something like that. I reckon you could get Connolly for... Give Connolly in a first-round pick, and you might be able to get DeRozan if the Bulls are happy to now admit that seventh seed is probably the best they're going to do well no they won't because they it was reported today by Sharps that the bulls extended billy donovan in the offseason i did see that but that doesn't mean they're not blowing it up but that's they they said that it was on the basis of his playoff performance they only won one game in the playoffs if that's success for the bulls then their team right now is a success because the team made the playoffs last season their team I, they're just going to double down they're going to they, they're in a similar position to the lakers though with their picks like they don't have oh, they any don't have of their picks all. like i'll try and find it you might have to pad for a second but no, the um 
they don't have anything and I don't see this team doing much for them um, as far as maybe seventh then I don't see them beating like getting into a six into an automatic playoff position I they've still got some people that would be seen as valuable to other people like yeah. other teams yeah so I would say just fucking get some picks man are they better than are they worse than the wizards yeah they I, <laughs> I can't well, believe I, 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 I think so I'm genuinely I think they I think they're worse I do. I uh, well, really I would pr- if if I'm a GM, I prefer the Wizards because the Wizards at least have picks. They do, but they also have to pay so much money to Beal and Porzingis. But I mean, you got to pay money to everyone. You got to fill out your salary cap somehow, and if you do it, the majority of it with two dudes, then good on you. So, what have we got? They've got no picks this. Well, they got a top fourteen protected pick that goes to the Blazers this year, and they've got oh, they have Magics. Pick, but it's top four protected. Yeah. Um, next year they've got nothing. Then the year after they've got Spurs top ten protected. Two thousand, and then they've got their own stuff from twenty twenty six. So they don't have any of their own picks. Um. They've got yeah, Magic's top four. Like that fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really not much of a war chest um for a team that does uh, you know you could get there were some rumors last week about levine um apparently the mavs have a lot of interest in him um, i don't like that i don't yeah i don't like for the mavs i don't either because he's a very ball dominant player the and they have the second most ball dominant player in the league on their team running the offense. I'm also 90% sure the Mavs don't have picks to give. Um I'm pretty sure they have pretty much given away they their their future as well. Um they yeah. didn't give away any picks with the Porzingis deal because that was a a cut your losses trade for the Wizards as well because the because Bertans and Dinwiddie were doing so badly mm. for the Wizards that they were just willing to say the the value of their contracts of the two contracts for Dinwiddie and and um, Bertans were equal to Porzingis, so they just went fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they do own their twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. So not that those picks are all that valuable. No, because they'll they're going to be trying to make playoffs. Like they did make the the final conference final. Sorry, Western Conference Finals last year. So, I don't want to be too down on them, but I fucking hate watching their offense. It's like watching James Harden back in the day. I, I know, like, everyone loves Luka, and Luka is way more likable than James Harden, but it's so starting sh- to happen. It's so shit to watch. Yeah. And I guess this leads me on to my next question. Looking at... They've only got their own two picks. Their team sucks. Like, who's their second best player? Dinwiddie? It's Dinwiddie, yeah. It's not Wood. He hasn't been playing all that well. Well, Dinwiddie... Wood's been playing a lot of bench minutes. Yeah. He's been sitting on the bench. Jason Kidd doesn't seem to have the most trust in him. Uh, Yeah, I don't think he's a good defender. He's not. And I don't know if he's all that great a teammate because Detroit weren't happy... Oh, Detroit were happy to see him go and then so were the Rockets. Like, no one was really all that sad to, to see him traded away from the Rockets. Yeah. So, I uh, this team 
around Luca just fucking sucks. Like, if Dinwiddie's your second best player, man, like, that's... You're not beating anyone. Well, I know that they... They had Luca Magic last year in the playoffs. The Suns looked awful in their series against them. Um, I don't see that shit happening again. Unless... Well, that was because Brunson played so well, too. Yeah. Brunson was fucking Brunson, awesome in that Yeah, series. Brunson was actually just good in the Especially playoffs. Especially after Booker, Booker called him soft. Mm. And then he went Super Saiyan and just fucking... Brunson! But we've spoken about... Our, uh, I've spoken about my love for Jalen Brunson previously. I don't know if you feel the same way. Oh, actually, you didn't feel the same way. No, I, I don't. But I, I still think he played ridiculously well. Um, he was awesome in those series. In those series. But... When you're Luca and you look at this dog shit roster, mm. pretty much, I'd say, almost any team, minus maybe Charlotte, even the Rockets, I would pref- if you just like if there wasn't any trade, and you just took Luca from his current situation and you just put him on the Rockets, I think it's better. That's uh, wild. No, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Rockets at least are young. Who are the Rockets is any good? Like Eric Gordon. Sure, actually Eric Gordon. They should probably make a play for him for, to get him on the Mavs. But... Like, at least it's young. Yeah, they're young. So, like, <laughs> they're not any good. It's Shengun, yeah. Jalen Green is experimenting every fucking possession. He doesn't like he doesn't yeah, do the well, same thing twice. <laughs> completely random. Yeah, it's fantastic to watch. Kevin Porter Jr. is of a live wire. Okay, let's not go Rockets then. Yeah, <laughs> thank but you. <laughs> Show some respect. Actually, let's go not go Rockets. I probably wouldn't go Spurs. If you put him on, well, the Spurs are actively trying to lose at this point. They are yeah. really doing. Oh, hundred percent. And they're doing a great job of just putting out like for three quarters putting out a team that can run the Spurs offense and do everything well and keep them in the game. And then the fourth quarter being like, all right, bring out the trash. Yeah. <laughs> and they just play the shittest basketball. Back it up, boys. <laughs> like, three quarters, all done. And then they just fucking throw in. Okay, out. so let's let's not... um. So a genuine so, team. So if you put him on OKC. Nah. What? No, no. OKC are better. OKC, you don't think... O- so Luca, a Lucaless. Mavs yeah. versus a Shayless. No, no, you can't say Shayless. I'm just saying if you just picked oh, him up and moved Shea him. Luke on the same team, they'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. They could trade what a fuckload put, oh, of picks. If you put Luke on the Celtics, they'd be the best team in the world. They are the best team in the world without him. <laughs> uh, correct. Oh, yeah, <laughs> correct. Fuck. <laughs> um, Speaking of. The best uh, team in the I'm world. just saying, if I'm Luca and I'm looking at the garbage around me, nah. I'm I'm starting to think I've had enough. Luca doesn't want a number two. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to share the spotlight. It's his ball. Well, it's his offense. He took a team of Slovenian nobodies to the bronze medal game in the Olympics and played one of, like, basically one of the best solo games and nearly won against Australia, who is obviously the best. Yeah, team but he in the fucking world. lost. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but like Paddy Mills, <laughs> he did have to play Olympic Paddy Mills. So really, that's nothing against him. But I don't think like I think Luca likes being the the only guy. I don't think he has. Yeah, all that but much do you think that that's like? Do you th- then then it's like? Do you really have chip aspirations? 
Sorry, a beer's hit me. It's a tough word, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you do because Luca's just that good. Oh man, I think they'll figure it out. There's a way that this worked last year with. I think they, the secondary ball handler is an issue though because that Brunson spot is desperately missing. And I don't know, like today. Well, Dinwiddie can handle the ball. Yeah, well, Dinwiddie got ejected today. For, um, elbowing that pulling. was a weird call I didn't you know I liked it because it meant that the Mavs second best player was off the court but I didn't like it for the I just thought it was a good it was hard to tell whether it was intentional or not for me um, well that the criteria is excessive yeah it's I, unnecessary and excessive but like it depends to me contact to the head is excessive like you don't it, you want it to was a pretty or fucking it was, it was a pretty hard hit <laughs> so Jordan Bill's face like crumpled yeah it, it was the first time Jordan Poole's played defense in his life as well, and now he's never playing it again. Gets <laughs> Jordan Poole doesn't play defense because defense isn't sexy. How <laughs> are you supposed to be hot when you play defense? Yeah, it's a fir- yeah. well, he learned his lesson. He's never playing defense again. No, he's, did you like, see some of his passes say that? They were fucked. He was playing so well. No, I don't watch below 500 teams. Well, but the Warriors are 500. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> good uh anyway we can get off that topic i'm i just want i think we'll we'll call that unresolved unresolved um here's another one that i'm sure will be unresolved i'm not worried about the warriors anymore i think hear me out i think the starting five for the warriors is possibly or maybe Top three or four best teams in the league? They are statistically the best lineup in the league. Well, there you go. I got my hands up. I'm ready to fight. Um, I think you have some decent young assets. I think get rid of them. If you want a, another chip, get rid of them for some people who can perform now on your bench. Yeah. Thoughts. The um the the trouble is obviously the bench. Because like you could you can get some value for Cum Dog. Cumdog uh, had a fucking fantastic game today. That's one of the, That's probably his best game all season. Inconsistent as fuck, though. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but um, there has been a focus on him recently. So early in early in the season, he was expected to he was expected to play a role, and that role was pretty diminished on what you would think for a, a lottery pick in his second season. Like this is kind of he's not on the same trajectory as he would be on a on a bad team, hmm. and he's got the talent like. He's he oh, is I so talented. I think he's good, but I think if you want a chip, man, like they their bench just is fucking killing them. Well, this was this is where the I was I've been doing my investigations, and they have been running plays directly for Kaminga recently. There was in the um, I think the Jazz game, there were two examples. There was one where he split a screen. Ducked into the lane, had a massive dunk. So athletic. But okay, There's so never been a guy this athletic. We'll, 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 if you want to keep Cum Dog, you can keep him. But like, could you get Wiseman? Surely you can get something for. I don't know if he has very much value. He is not doing well in the G League. Like, oh, is he not doing well in the G really League either? Badly. Oh fuck. Yeah. I thought because I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot, but and I like Tobias Harris, so I am. But you have. <laughs> You have a guy that was a second overall pick. He is athletic as all fuck. He's playing in an offense that 
is very three-point centric. Movement centric too. Yeah. So you get him to somewhere where he can have a second life. Like surely someone takes a flyer on him and you can get someone like, I don't know, not saying that Memphis would trade Danny Green for him or something, but like something yeah, like there's that. A, there's a vet out there. Yeah, there's a vet out there that you can definitely get something. And his value is diminishing. Yeah. Luca Garza has way better numbers than him. Do you remember you know, Luca Garza? I have no fucking clue who that guy is. Luca Garza the Garza Strip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he was like the college player of the year, um, but then went in the late second round to Detroit and now he's at the Timberwolves and he's playing in the G League and he's he's averaging like 27, 12 and 9 on like 55% shooting. So Right. Like that that's the kind of... And then Wiseman is not doing anything close to that. He hasn't even had in all of his games in the G League. I don't think plus minus is always the best stat but it can be pretty indicative. He has not had a positive oh, plus he's, minus. He... Statistically, I read today he is the worst player in the league to have on the floor. Yeah, but it ha- it helps that Steph is the best. <laughs> Do you think someone would take a flyer on him? Yeah, absolutely. Like someone, surely, surely someone's dumb enough. Surely, <laughs> someone's dumb Someone enough. is dumb enough. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. You, and then there's there's a few other young boys on your team that you could maybe get a vet for. Yeah, but not um, not many of them are. Well, Moses Moody has kind of. He's fallen out of the rotation a touch. He was the guy that everyone assumed would kind of take on a bigger role, mm. but he's been he's been in and out of the lineup, and he hasn't been exactly what what um, Warriors fans hoped for. But he's he's quite valuable. He's mm. a very good player. He's a great bet. Uh, he's like a not a great bet, but he's a he's a very good sophomore because he, he spent a lot of time in college. Like he's an older rookie. Yeah. Um. But. One thing that the Warriors have done to change up how poorly their bench has been, and it's been over the past five or so games where they really have shown an improvement on the bench, is Draymond's minutes have changed, and now he leads the second unit. It was Poole, and that just wasn't working. No. No offense. Oh, sorry, no defensive structure. And Poole was just assuming, this is my offense, I'm doing everything. Yeah. Where Draymond... Even with the with the starters, sometimes Draymond runs the offense when Curry's out there. Mm. Not all the time, but sometimes. But with the second unit, Draymond runs the offense, and he is stingy if you're being selfish. He will not give... Like, if Poole is fucking around and taking a three up with, you know, when only three seconds are gone off the shot clock, Draymond's not going to give him the ball. Because yeah. they have history. <laughs> yeah, I someone punched someone. But also, I think, when a, when a bench unit is underperforming and you put in a guy who punched one of the bench players in the head... I think the bench is going to fucking pick up and take notice because they have played a lot better. Mm. Um, Anthony Lamb has been playing quite well. He's um, he's a decent shooter, decent ball handler. He's he's on a two way contract, so it's like he doesn't have any trade value because he doesn't like to trade for him. You'd have to trade trash back. Mm. So that and that's the other thing with the bench is apart from like Dante Divincenzo isn't even on that much money. No, he's on nothing. He's been looking. He's, he's been looking pretty good, though. He looks. He has been fantastic. He he was injured start to start the year, and when he came back, he was a bit slow. But he's picked up. He's just got a really good. Like he's he just knows how to play basketball so mm. well. He's he's one of those Villanova guys. They do all those like they they're constantly cutting. They're always he's always on the floor diving for balls. He's really really he's been really exciting and and a bit of a source for hope. And that's the way that the bench has turned everything around in the past five games is kind of why I feel a lot better about this team than I did 
two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm. Um, the other thing too is Curry is playing absolutely out of his mind. Yeah, I so mean he's like he not is not even <laughs> like if you took their record out, he's yeah, he's he's up. Like I guess you'd have to take everyone's record out if you s- said this, but he's definitely if you take records out, he's probably two or three MVP. And if he's not on the court, then the Warriors maybe win three games. <laughs> so in this season, he's averaging 31.6 points on 52.7% shooting with 7.8 assists and 6.7 rebounds. That's current as of today. Only one player in NBA history has finished a season averaging 30 points, 50% shooting, 7 assists and 6 rebounds. Could you take a guess as to who that is? Pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. (laughs) It's Michael Jeffrey Jordan in the year of our beam, 1988 to 1989. So he is like, he is putting up numbers better than his unanimous MVP season. He is scoring, he's shooting 66% in the paint, better than Giannis. 55% from mid-range, better than DeRozan. 63% on twos, better than Zubac. After Zubac had his 31-point game where he shot 82%. And he's shooting 56% on ISOs, which is better than Durant. That's not even including his threes, where he's shooting 43.6% on eight, on 11 and a half attempts a game. Are you done jerking yourself off over there? No, I have more. <laughs> <laughs> but everything, like, everything is starting to look up. Computer down. Yeah, I dropped my computer and now my headphones have fallen off my head. <laughs> um, it looks really hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got Cyclops, but... Um, I'll get these headphones back on my head at some point. Pad, yeah. But it's no things are clicking in because it's it's Steph staying at that level where he's started so hot and he's and he's remained there. Draymond has kicked into gear and he's he's sitting at like eight, six, and six. But it's the most effective eight, six, and six of all time, or you know, to me. <laughs> and Clay's <laughs> uh, in the month of November. Apart from, I mean, he he shot pretty poorly uh, today. But in the month of November, he's averaging 20 points. And his shooting numbers are on the computer that fell down next to me. Yeah. I mean, Clay's playing better. Um, maybe buy some stock. He's, he's coming back. Um, we'll, I reckon we get off your, uh, your jerk wagon. Okay. Because I, I, we'll, uh, I could do another half hour. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to play some Goldilocks again. I do enjoy Goldilocks. So... Goldilocks is too hot, just right, too cold. Yeah. Um, Miami Heat, do you think that they their records pers- is, I guess, as good as they are? I'm kind of worried about the Heat. Yeah, me too. Um, they they've got a lot of injuries. They do. I think a lot of people forget how old Jimmy Butler is. Jimmy's, he's only played six games this month. But he will not be able to carry them through. Or he, I mean, he might be able to. Just completely renege on everything I just <laughs> Who said. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, but he's getting old. And I think Bam needs to start be start taking over this team. And I don't think Bam is that guy. You don't? I don't. I, I Bam's played really well. I of, used to love, I loved Bam. But would you run a team around Bam? 
I think I would run the most hard-nosed, gritty 105 points a game, but allow 98 points team around Bam. I don't think there's a, like a, I think there's a very odd team that runs around Bam, where if Bam is your best player, then you are buying all the way into everything he does, and you're just playing some of the best defense ever, and you're grinding out points to try and make up. Because, like, he's a good, he's been, he's had two or three 30-point games recently, but... He's not, you know, he's not lighting the world on fire offensively. Yeah, I just don't think he's your guy. Like, I think he's a fantastic second player. You got an aging Jimmy Butler, thirty-three. He's thirty-three. Yeah. No. Yeah, I just looked it up. <laughs> thirty-three years old, born in Houston, Texas. I could have sworn he was like twenty-eight. No, he's not twenty-eight. But like, hey, Houston, Texas is also slang for uh, the Philippines, which is also slang for Seattle. <laughs> throwback um the yeah 33 um i mean uh, jimmy's jimmy is your guy but i feel you should bam should be taking some of the mantle from him and i don't think that he is yeah i i don't know i just and like tyler hero has been fine he had a he had an eleven 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 the other night. I think he's fine. I think fine is the best description of Tyler Hero. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't I, know. I you, this is a guy that they didn't want to give up for James Harden. Yeah. So. Ooh. Yeah, when you think about that, like, and two seasons ago, I probably would have been like, I probably would have given him up for James Harden then still, but I could see their point. Yeah. Oh, he, Where, yeah. Whereas now I'm kind of like, probably should have given him up. Is it a Jack Harlow curse? Um, once the song came out about him, his stock declined. Has Same that has that happened before? Well, uh, Mo Bamba was cursed by Sheck Wes. <laughs> <laughs> he had back spasms the other night. I think that had something to do with Sheck. And um, who else had a curse? Well, you know, there was the old little B, the base god curse on Kevin Durant. We're really going up. Go for the throwbacks with the Rudy mm. Gay and the little B. Now we've just put an anti curse on him, so, so maybe that yeah, invest, what, in what, Tyler Hero. invest in Tyler Hero invest and bam. In Check West. The also just bet on every single Heat game from here on in. They're going yeah, ten and zero. I the, the thing, the thing that is holding me back from really making a definitive statement about the Heat not being up to the standard of the other teams in the East is that. They do this every season. They look like garbage. Last year they came out hot and they were, like, they were the best team in the East for a very long time. And then they had a month where, do you remember after they had that fight on the bench in the Warriors game? Mm. And then they kind of tailed off. But they were still really good all year. But like, this team has always got its drama around it or it's underperforming. And then you look up and it's like, oh, they've won 13 games in a row. They're on um, they're on a three-game win streak right now. So there you go. So. I just don't, I don't feel as if, I don't feel confident I don't in doubting the Heat when every single season they are doubted and Spolstra pulls off, like, one of these random guys, like Max Struess turns into an absolute freak. I love Max Struess. Mm. Or, like, Gabe Vincent is suddenly really good. Like, they're just going to well, do something I, that you do not expect. Well, Spolstra is probably, I'd say, the best coach in the league at the moment. I, 
Yeah, I think like not not on performance wise, but I think overall, like his ability to deal with like star players. Like he he was he was a really good coach for the um, three peat heat. He's the only coach that LeBron didn't have fired. Well, there you go. Say that with no research, but I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, he hasn't had he hasn't tried to fire um, Darvin Ham yet. So well, let's say. I would agree they're a little bit too cold, but I'm cautiously pessimistic. But I know that they're gonna, they'll. T- I feel like they can just turn around. I'm thinking somewhere between seven and six seed, still, which is still too cold. Yeah, yeah, for a team that was the, that oh, was well, the one seed, a lot of, and I think were they the one seed heading into the playoffs? They could have been, but they were, they were, you know, one or two or thereabouts for all of last season. Okay, I reckon this one's gonna be real quick. Raps, I think, is just right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... I think where they're sitting, I think they're about sixth. I think that probably suits them. Well, I think it suits them for what they've been through. Like, Siakam just came back. Mm. They've had a lot of guys missing time. Um, but you watch them and it's just like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I want to see out of this mm. team. Like, <laughs> I was watching them play the Cavs yesterday. And it was like, just the... Even against the Cavs, who are so long, apart from... Um, Garland and Mitchell like they just looked like they looked like they were years older than them like it was a schoolyard game and it was like you know 12 year olds versus 15 year olds like yep. they were just so much bigger I I really I think um, and I think they're right to just cruise through the season yeah I think it's I don't think they right. need to go on like a massive run and prove everyone wrong I think they'll just kind of cruise through keep winning at home they're a, you know they're a tough away game because you know you've got to you've got to fly pretty significant distance to get to them yep so it's never pleasant going there especially for western conference teams so it's always going to be you know yeah eastern conference teams it's not too bad for a lot of them but yeah i agree i think it's just right um let's go i mean i think we've already talked a lot about the beam um beam good beam good love just right love beam i think that they're probably slightly too hot um, oh. only based on the fact that they're shooting 50, 40, 80. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I don't think that's sustainable, but who knows? I, I, I would say don't be surprised when, you know, it comes to the end of the season and, and they're still around. They're still kicking as a, as a playoff threat. They're a good team. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, we already talked about the Clippers, so maybe you throw one at me because we already gave them a go. Oh, um, do you want a Goldilocks? Mm-hmm. Just throw it. throw it. I had Clippers, and we already covered them for about 10 minutes. So. Well, let's talk Denver. How's Denver? I love them. Can you tell me where they're placed in the West right now? Second? Yeah. Yeah. Second in the West. And literally, no one is... Uh, I mean, at least in the, the, the circles in which I swim, no one is talking about the Nuggets. Yeah, I, they look awesome. Um, I think they're figuring it out. Uh, kind of, as we said, maybe two episodes ago, they just need a bit of time. Um, they look sick. Um, also, don't 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 take a lot of their out of their recent form because Jokic missed a couple games. So he I missed the New York game that they lost, and both the Dallas games, including the game where uh, Dallas without Jokic. Uh, the Nuggets without Jokic beat Dallas by a point. I could also be wrong, but I'm going to say this right now. I think that they have about six players averaging over 15 points. 
Let me have a look. I don't think that that's off the th- like when you say that to me. I don't think I'm going to kill you for saying that. I'm pretty it's sure. Kind of the way that things go when we talk to each other. Yeah, let me have a double check of that. I'm pretty sure I saw that the other day. Which, I mean, I, I think one of them is Bonesy Boy, which I don't know is sustainable, but I think, yeah, he can keep it up. He's, you know, he's a, he's a good. I mean, he's a good solo scorer. Like he can get 15 points on his own. Whether he does that within the offense might be a different question, especially if he's in the starting lineup. But I think as a as a bench guy and a and a second unit guy, fifteen points from him is fucking value. Yeah, so here we go. We got fifteen obviously over fifteen from Jokic, Jamal, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Bonesy. So uh, it was only wow. f- it was only five. But um KCP with twelve just behind that. You know KCP is shooting fifty percent from three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, what a pickup from um from the Nuggets. They had I mean their best pickup is Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is yeah, so good for this team. He's on a l- eleven points game as oh. well, shooting a decent percentage. He uh, he had a seven seventeen point triple double the other night. Um, he just he's just so good for Jok- with Jokic. Like mm. they seem to be as they as they play more games together, they are becoming of one mind. Yep. And Brooklyn had bird rights for him. They could have signed they could have signed him for more than what Denver gave him. I can't believe there wasn't twenty nine teams trying to get him. Yeah, I mean he's he's good. Look at him go. Um, be, so with how their bench depth is going as well, I know we've been talking a few trades. It, I'm looking at this team, and I know Aaron Gordon's playing all right, 16 points a game. I think uh, he's dispensable. Exactly what I'm saying, dog. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I'm not a big Aaron Gordon guy either. Like I don't really like. Um, I like him. I just don't think he's a good fit. Yeah. I think... But I don't think he's... I think he's got some value. I think you can get something good for him. He's actually not... (laughs) Fuck. He's he's played quite well. Yeah, 38% from downtown. Hey. At seven rebounds, 16 points. That's pretty good. He's the kind of guy, though, that when you watch Denver, you're like, oh, yeah, Aaron Gordon's on this team. Yeah. He does... Like, he's just around. Mm. It, he's not... And, you know, that's also a function of Jokic being such a central part of the offense, Murray being incredible, Porter Jr. being the third option. So then, like, Gordon's just kind of around. He might have a put-back dunk. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy. But if they have, like, their their pick, you could probably get Aaron Gordon in a pick for someone who's pretty elite. I'd say so. Yeah. So, Yeah. Maybe I'm just talking out. I'm just talking out of school here. I just was looking at it that that roster, and I was like, I feel like you could. He's a bit surplus to requirements. Isn't yeah, he? exactly. Mm. Well, this is uh, Denver's next five games. So they play at Houston, who they just beat the other day. They play at Atlanta, at the Pelicans, home versus Dallas. Then they're at the Blazers, and between each of those games, they have two days rest. So they're coming into those games pretty fresh. They conceivably be on a, a six game win streak and just from those games and whatever they're on now and they don't really have an opponent that you would immediately say is better than them no. until they play Memphis on the 20th depending on how you feel about Memphis or Phoenix on Christmas Day they have a really good run in December they don't mm-hmm. play like anyone they, play a lot they of play two good teams really yeah. 
Yeah, they could. Uh, did they? They must have had a hard run or something at the start of the season. Yeah, I think I don't think they had. Well, they also started a bit slow. Like they lost to the Jazz in their opening game, and then I think they lost. But that was when they lost to the Jazz in Portland early. But that was when the Jazz, Both of those Jazz were good. And Portland were playing really well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like the their um their December schedule is pretty light with that um, mem- uh, and like they have a Jazz game there. But you you probably think that the Jazz are going to continue sliding and and even the Jazz at their best. I still think. Um, I would say Denver's better than them. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, like they'll reach they'll reach Memphis and they'll be running hot. I don't know what Memphis's schedule is like in December, but you know, especially, I mean, they'll probably have two or three big national TV games. They put Memphis on TV all the time. And yeah, everyone loves them dunks, baby. Yeah, and then they'll have that big Phoenix game on Christmas Day. That's gonna be sweet. So yeah, like if um, when Denver go on a run. Don't blame us because we have reverse curse. When Denver <laughs> go on a run, you're gonna come. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did we talk about Indiana yet? What the fuck yeah. is going on in Indiana? Fourth seed. <laughs> this, I did. I did some um, some looking into them today. Well, I think this is just what we were saying before. They've got good shooters. They've got mm. Halliburton, who isn't just an awesome facilitator and Miles Turner on a contract year. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you needed to do to get productivity out of Miles. Yeah, apparently (laughs) just him be on a contract year because he is fucking... His points per game and even his rebounds per game, I wouldn't be surprised if they're both career highs. Absolutely. Um, Just some absolutely insane Halliburton stats. So Halliburton is the assist leader right now at 11.3. Then Trey's second at nine. And Jokic is third at like eight point something. But like the for assists, the gap between 11 and nine, that's massive. Huge. It's like in um, Formula One where they're like, he's a sixth of a hundredth of a second behind. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> that's huge. But like, I think no. that's the basketball version of that. Yeah, he's killing it. He's absolutely destroying it. He is the first player ever to have 40 assists and zero turnovers in three games. Wow. He hasn't turned the ball over for three games. He's And, like, the pass that he made to Aaron Adam. Is that for the game winner against Nempart? Lakers? Yeah, yeah, which was his first game since he played 18 minutes against Orlando on the 19th of November and scored zero points. He came and hit a, Le- a game winner over LeBron. He had, like, he shot, like, was it five of six or something that I as well? I think that's probably why he was just getting minutes. He shot, yeah, I think he shot uh, four of eight for fifty percent. Yeah, and they must have all been threes. So that's pretty cool. Um, but the pass that he made was just insane. Like, uh, did you see the video of him explaining his thought process? No. What did he say? He was like, "I saw. I looked up at the clock. I saw those five seconds. Took a look into the corner where Buddy Heald was, and I figured Anthony Davis was two steps away." There was a guy under the hoop, but I know that we, I knew that we needed a three, and I saw that LeBron had his feet in the paint, so I flicked it to Nemhard, and the pass that he throws in is insane. Like it's like one and a half seconds on the clock. He throws it like so quick. Nemhard catches it in perfect position. He doesn't have to adjust at all. Goes straight Just into straight. a shot, hits the game winner. Well, LeBron also actually closed out pretty well on that shot. He did, yeah, um, and it's one of those things like. But it was perfect, perfectly in rhythm. Yeah, perf- and like perfect, straight in the bread basket. 
LeBron, I think, was also guarding the low corner. So it's not yeah, like, he was. It's not like, what are you doing, LeBron? It's oh, just, no, it wasn't LeBron's it's just like, fault. like, holy fuck, that's a pass. So, yeah, Halliburton, everything that Halliburton is doing is the right thing. Um, oh, no, I love him. And I think, I don't know if Indiana are even too hot. They just seem to be playing nice basketball. They're just playing really good basketball. Yeah. They've got Rick Carlisle. I, uh, Rick Carlisle must be so happy not have not to have to fight with his point guard every night. Like, yeah, fucking oath. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't even know if I trade Miles Turner at this point. You could have a fun run. Oh, actually, that leads me to. Uh, I did put out on the story. Uh, a, if anyone wanted to ask us questions, and we did get a question from the very good Terra Jackdaw, who is a, a great supporter of TVC, whether you would extend or trade Miles Turner because you could still trade him and get plenty of value for his expiring and for what he could give a team now. <laughs> this is a fucked question because Miles Turner right now, not trading. Miles Turner on three years, fucking get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's tough. Like, is he. Do you see this all the time with contract years, man? Like, people just seem to show up. Yeah. Do if you're the India, if you're Indiana, do you take a gamble on him going back to what he was? And not that what he was was bad. He still was a really good yeah. stretch five, clears the space for your boys, and is a really good defender. Shoots threes at probably one of the best percentages for his position in the league. Yeah, he's decent enough. Um, Leads blocks most years, or he's around the top. Yeah, so... I'm not a big Miles Turner guy, though. I don't really like him. And neither have Indiana been. They've no, they've they've been shopping him. They've been wanting to trade him since the moment he was drafted. They were so like, don't put on that hat! If you, if you, if you asked me, if you asked me a week ago, I would have, or maybe a week and a half ago, I'd say, yeah, fucking book it. Yeah, trade him. Whereas now you're a four seed, do you consider playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. It's but tough. Because they, I thought they were in a rebuild. Well, aside from Heald and Turner, they don't really have any big active contracts. They'll need to give Halliburton a huge deal soon enough, and he's fully deserving of that. But they are That's in a still probably two years off. I th- yeah, I think it's at least. What is he? Is this his third year? Third year. Third year. Yeah. So, so maybe one or two. They could probably do it this summer or next. Yeah. And they'd maybe do it this summer if it was like that quarter billion um, deal. But I don't know if he's even eligible for that given his draft position. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, they're in a spot where they're going to come into huge cap space, especially mm. if they can offload these guys who are very tradable. T- like, Turner and Heald are both extremely tradable players. For sure. So So I guess it depends on whether you're there and you're... S- I mean, you, as Indiana a GM... don't like being shit. They no, like they don't. They like sticking around and in the playoffs. As a GM as well, if you're a four seed, you're kind of like, let's fucking book it. Like, no one's sitting there at a four seed and being like, Let's trade our assets. Yeah, you may like you may as well make a playoff run and see what happens. Like just roll the dice, especially when you could be in a first round series against the Bulls. Like, it is or something com- like that. It is also hard though. Like, is what is that contract uh, contract restricted or unrestricted? Because he's probably going to go. He's an unrestricted free agent. Oh, yeah. You probably try and get value for him, don't you? Because it is he's not going to stay. Yeah. And it's, well, yeah, when you put it to him of like, hey, Miles, would you like to continue living in Indiana where we've been trying to trade you your entire career? Yeah. Or do you want to take matters into your own hands and, and go live in, you know, Texas and pay no state taxes or something like that? Because one of those Texas teams, like, they'd probably give him... Uh, the, the figure that his agent has apparently been floating with teams is 20 mil a year 
that's pretty that's, reasonable. That's reasonable. Especially when the cap's going to go up soon well, enough. They, and looking at what he's doing this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that conversation has to be had. I think and if, straight, I, if I'm Miles Turner, I'm like, go get fucked. <laughs> like, the, you... You love me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and if that's the conversation that happens, it's if you can get anything for him, you probably trade him. Because, let's be honest, I like Indiana. I like how they've been playing. But this isn't a championship team. So, this is get, yeah. get what you can. This is all found money. I get, like, it also depends on what you can get as well. Like, yeah. if you can get, like, a first-round pick or something, do it. If it's just garbage, then you may as well run it out. I don't know. Yeah, look, I, I feel like if it was me, I'd, I'd trade. I would definitely trade him. Yeah, I don't know what value they're going to get on them expiring, though. You'll get, you'll get enough. You, I think there will be, especially... Um, well, it's going to be teams making playoff runs. Yeah, it'll be teams making playoff runs who, who want to just add that little bit more. And that's when they'll pay a premium for a guy like Turner. Yep. Um, other questions we had. We had one that was Beam-related from our very good friend Z, um, which I responded to, and then the Beam didn't shine. So, kudos to Z. Phoenix bloody extinguished the Beam. Uh, I didn't... Ah, well, you know. That's a game with, with Sacramento. You go, good on you. You tried really hard. You played really well. You didn't win. Whatever. You don't, you don't have to win them all. Um, others we just had one Steph Curry is better than LeBron not a question but a correct statement <laughs> uh, another one did you submit that to yourself no fucking hell you probably did didn't you did I just call that perfectly <laughs> yeah gotcha uh, another one Clay Thompson most overrated game 6 player thank you Hamish <laughs> fucking hell honestly <laughs> that dude just drunk my beers no but we are Crimes my gears, but fuck him. Oh, look. That's what you're pretty much saying. Yeah, I think every game... I never... No. It's one of those things with the Warriors, too, like, going back to them. You never hear anything when they're doing well, but as soon as anything goes wrong, the pylon comes. And they're that kind of team, like... I don't know. I reckon they get enough props when they're doing well. Well, they win championships when they're doing well, so... Oh, nice. (laughs) There's that. Get your erection out of my face. (laughs) Um, let me, yeah, so those are the takes that I had prepared for you, Callum, for your birthday, that was a little gift to you, Um, Fantastic. and I used it as an opportunity to talk about the Warriors for half an hour, so that was a gift to me, Mm. Merry Christmas. Now I'm going to have to clean cum off this studio (laughs) floor. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the drum said. (laughs) (laughs) Dale, you better not be fucking with my drums. Um... Now, as I um, intimated towards earlier, we do have a very special moment in the life of the podcast. You know, it's it's still early days for us, but we've managed to secure ourselves an interview with a current NBA player. And um, we're very pleased to announce that joining us today uh, by Zoom from Minnesota is the very talented Rudy Gobert. Rudy, how are you? Hello! (laughs) I am well. Um, I honestly thought this was a joke. Um, no, I'm when yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rudy, how are you liking yes. it? And how, how do you think that what the Jazz got for you was fair? I think that was uh, an undersell. 
I think eight guys for one guy who play best deep, who plays the best defense in in the league. How many? How many deep you watch? Uh, he's pointing two or three. I don't know if Rudy Gobert's even sure how many he has. Rudy don't count. He's still got COVID. Rudy, Rudy is still brain go bad. COVID. This is the most racist segment. (laughs) (laughs) He's French. He's French, apparently. Um, How are you feeling about the World Cup, Rudy? Oh, Kylian Mbappe, my best friend. Do very, very, very uh, 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 how you say, very, very, very good. <laughs> very, very, very uh, beat, beat Australia, the shit nation. Uh, then uh, who else? Here? Tunisia ton- tonight. Beat shit out of them. Yeah, you probably should. Beat their shit. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Anthony Edwards saying that you're a piece of shit and clogging the pain? Uh, Anthony, my best friend. We, Carl Anthony, Anthony, we get along. Uh, just, just so friendly. Do you think that I don't speak English <laughs> in this upcoming stint with Cat out? Cat out, yes. The pussy's out. Cat, oh, the pussy's out. Very, very sad to. Do you to think do. that you will look better from a horse pacing? Well, finally, Rudy get the ball. Rudy has oh, no, that's denied a, the opportunity. I bring the ball up now, you th- know? That's a bad thing, Rudy, you if this? you get the ball. No, no, you see this? I bring ball up. Uh, without Kat, uh, Calanfoni. Jesus fuck. I come here and give you my time and you say this to me. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, um, uh, Rudy, thanks, thanks for joining us. I've just been outside. <laughs> <laughs> how how is your friendship with um, how is your friendship how is your friendship with with Ant oh and Ant's here with us now too I can't do Ant's voice yeah, I, that's definitely homophobic dude that's definitely going to be racist <laughs> <laughs> what do you talk about uh, uh, I, oh no Rudy we lost you there I think doing a French voice is okay me pretending to act African American is the next I level. have it trapped you in racism yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, uh, I reckon Rudy Ru- have we have we uh, broken the fourth wall no <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me alright <laughs> I reckon we'll kick Rudy out he smells fucking worse than escargot and I reckon we should escargot too oh well let's uh, escargot get out of here I will leave with uh, just if you wouldn't mind Callum just leaving the room and I'll do another 45 minutes of Steph Curry stats Uh, I don't think anyone wants to hear that (laughs) alrighty uh, in the words of uh, Rudy Gobert ciao ciao papi